I saw a great white throne, and the one enthroned. Nothing could stand before or against the presence. Nothing in heaven, nothing on earth. And when I saw all the dead, great and small, standing there before the throne. And books were opened. Then another book was opened, the book of life. The dead were judged by what was written in the books, by the way they had lived. The sea released its dead. Death and hell turned in their dead. Each man and woman was judged by the way he or she had lived. Then death and hell were hurled into lake fire. This is a second death, lake fire. Anyone whose name was not found inscribed in the book of life was hurled into lake fire. That's Revelation 20, verses 11 through 15. Well, welcome, everyone, to the program. I'm Neil Parks. We're in the book of Hebrews, and last time out, we talked about mankind's appointment that he will not miss or be able to cancel this moment with his Creator. In Hebrews 9, verse 28, it says that life comes after death for those who trust in Christ until the end. Scripture teaches in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. His death, you see, at Calvary, solidified the verdict for the repentant sinner. My listeners, the book of Hebrews is a critical must when it comes to understanding what the Lord Jesus has done for his bride. It's like the story I heard a Christian missionary say to a group of religious leaders and others around him. The subject was about works and doing good and how it didn't matter what religion or denomination you were following so as we are all on our way to heaven. Some are going this way up a mountain to heaven and others are going up another way to heaven. But in the end, we will all meet and arrive in heaven. So at that moment, in this discussion, the Christian spoke and said, If I told you that God loves you so much, that instead of us going up the mountain to get to him, he came down the mountain to get us. At that time, they liked that idea. The Christian then told him that it is exactly what Jesus Christ did for all of mankind. The high priest came down to redeem his bride. Let's read uh, chapter 10 of Hebrews. Verse 1, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things 
to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped, for the worshipers would have been purified once and for all, all time and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, in verse 3, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. That is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, You, Abba, did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings. But you have given me, Jesus, a body to offer. Verse 6, he says, You were not pleased with burnt offerings or other offerings for sin. Then I, Jesus, said, Look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in Scripture. In verse 8, first Christ said, You did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or other offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them. Then he said, Look, I have come down to do your will. He cancels the first covenant in order to put the second into effect. In verse 10, For God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Under the Old Covenant, verse 11, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. There he waits until his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. Verse 14, For by that one offering he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Verse 15, The Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so, for he says, this is the new covenant I will make with my people on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts. I will write them on their minds. Verse 17, he says, I will never, this is big, folks, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Wrapping it up there in verse 18, And when sins have, have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. My listeners, 
I had to share these scriptures with you today to explain the fact that if you are a follower of Jesus or are confused, maybe, as to the value and the significance of what Christ has done for you, it is paramount that this understanding is not about religion, but a relationship of intimacy with your bridegroom. Revelation 13 says in verse 8, I love this, and all the people who belong to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life. That belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Revelation 13, verse 8. I say, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come humbly before you today. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the sacrifice. You loved us so much that you came and died and took our sin upon you. And Father God, by that action, when we come before you, when we surrender before you, Lord Jesus, we understand that you remember our sins no more when we surrender and follow you. Lord, that term surrender means just that. We die to self. We die daily. What an honor it is to die to self so that you may use these vessels that we inhabit. It's you in us, Lord. And we thank you, Father God. We know now that it is appointed once to die and then judgment. The Lamb's Book of Life is the book that when we obey you and follow you and worship you, Lord, our name is inscribed in the Book of Life. I lift up every one of my listeners today that are listening. I pray that their names are in the Book of Life. They have given everything they have to you. They have died to self. Father God, the world is an enemy of yours, Lord. And Father, I just pray for every believer that they would grow into a matured state of intimacy with you. And I pray this all in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's been good. And until next time, God bless each and every one of you. I'm Neil Parks.